0: Hello, everyone. This is Art Gelwicks, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Since we're all about being efficient and effective at work and at home, let's get started. All right. So I'm pretty sure that I need to do an episode on this topic. Yes, coronavirus, COVID 19. I'm not going to talk about ways to panic prepare. This is something that needs to be taken seriously. So why am I talking about it on a productivity podcast? I want to talk to you about how you can use your system to help make sure that when things get disrupted, whether you feel it's a good disruption and necessary and prudent or whether you think it's a overblown overreaction, honestly, doesn't matter to me. It's going to happen. Things are going to get disrupted. Uh, Plans you're going to have, you're not going to be able to go places, you're not going to be able to do specific things, either through an abundance of caution or because infection has actually shown up with someone. So what do you do? How do you prepare? I've been thinking about this a lot lately because of where I work. I'm able to work remotely. Uh, my ability to work from home is almost 100%. There's no specific reason I actually physically need to go into an office to do my job. So for me, I'm actually fairly lucky. It's not a difficult thing for me to do. For a lot of people, it's almost impossible. They need either access to materials, they need access to people, or their job is just that. It's an interaction with people. So for those who have to have that interaction, uh, there isn't too much I can specifically recommend to you. So I really want to target this around the people who have the ability to do a good portion or the majority or almost all of their jobs from home. There's a challenge in doing that, and the challenge is around connectivity. We don't seem to take that into consideration until a large number of us are trying to work from home at one time. See, working remotely only works if you're able to connect to the systems and the information that you need. If you're not sure how you're doing that, or if that becomes unreliable because it doesn't scale to the level that you need, You have to be prepared to be able to have access to that information. This is where you need to start looking at some of your tools and say, okay, can they be used in an offline mode? Uh, One of my favorite tools, OneNote, has the ability, at least in the desktop version, uh, to synchronize with the notebooks. Pull the content down to a local copy, work with it there, and when connection is restored, restore the synchronized data back out. That can be huge in this type of a situation. If you're dealing with an environment that has a limited number of remote connections, absolutely the ability to pull information offline, work with it, and then push it back up can free up those connections for others to be able to use as well. The second thing is considering to use things in the cloud. If you have content materials that are local and that you have to have local access to them and they're not hypersensitive, they're not... You know, personal identifiable information and those kinds of things. But if it's information that you can move to the cloud, using cloud based storage can be a huge benefit to helping you keep this information accessible and organized when you need to not only work from home, but maybe from a different location. I mean, we talk about this as either you go to your office or you go home. Well, what happens if your office decides that only one building out of maybe five is going to be closed? And now that happens to be your building. So now you have to work someplace else on campus. Being able to access your information, regardless of location, whether it's your own home or some other physical property, can be huge. So what do you do? How do you prep that? I keep going back to the same basic questions. Take time now before it becomes a fire drill to find out what information you need when you don't have access to your normal systems. Update your contact lists. Make sure you have your connectivity checked. Make sure you've gone through and said, yes, I've checked my laptop. I know I can connect. My VPN works. All of these things that you're going to need access to know your help desk support number. Put all that together into a system that you trust. Again, for me, it's OneNote. For you, it could be Notion. It could be Evernote. It could be any number of things. It could be a paper notebook. A matter of fact, a paper notebook's a really good idea. Put that content and those, that information in there, and then you've got access to it, whether you have connectivity or not. But it still comes back to the fact that you've got to take some time to prepare, not just for this particular circumstance, but this is prudent regardless. I mean, we're dealing with something that we don't have control over specifically, but that applies to, let's say a hurricane, let's say a blizzard, let's say a power outage. Any number of things can trigger this same sequence of events where you don't have the normal. Environment that you're used to working in, and you need to still be able to be productive and get things accomplished. So make sure you're taking time to figure this out. Make sure you're taking time to walk through these steps and get as close as possible to continuity with what you're doing. Part of the planning around working interrupted is how do you continue to work with the other people that you normally need to work with? This is not something where you're going through and saying, okay, we need to have a conference call here. We need to have a conference call there. This is truly being disconnected from people. And I'll be honest, if you've ever worked from home for an extended period of time, this is going to feel familiar. I worked from home for almost four years. So I'm pretty comfortable with what's necessary. That was a while ago, though, and luckily, technology has made leaps and bounds into making this kind of remote connectivity so much easier. If you organizationally have not looked into tools like Microsoft Teams, Slack, Google Hangouts, uh, Zoom, any number of different platforms, you should be. Uh, it may almost be a little too late for you to do that effectively. The upside right now is that companies like Microsoft and Google are actually making it easier for team collaboration using these types of platforms because of COVID-19. So it may be that silver lining in this dark cloud Of introducing your teams and your organization into the benefits of these types of distributed working systems, such as Microsoft Teams. That's the one I use primarily. Parking information in there, being able to use that to have not only chats, but video calls and audio calls and manage file structures and make it the central hub of what you're doing, regardless of your location, even to the point where you can use it directly off of a mobile device is absolutely something your organization or personally you should be thinking about when you're trying to keep work going from various spots. This old notion of being tied to a specific desk, specific chair for a specific number of hours of day, honestly, that's so old school, it's not even worth thinking about. And if you're trying to position that, there better be a Really good reason as to why your job has those requirements. Because if you don't have that really good reason, then it's just poor management. So think about them and look into them. Go to the websites, get a feeling for how you can use those kinds of collaborative tools to keep everybody on the same page, even though they're not in the same physical space. This is not a situation where the world is coming to an end at least not at the time of recording this. But it is an eye-opening opportunity to not only take care of ourselves and figure out how to take care of each other, but also to think about our systems holistically and how do they work and how do they deal and scale with these kinds of challenges. Thanks for listening today. If you found this interesting and useful and you'd like to hear more, make sure you subscribe to Being Productive on the podcast app of your choice so you never miss an episode. We'd also love it if you'd become a supporter of the show by using the link in the show notes. Also, please like and share this and other episodes so we can help as many people as possible in being productive. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.